0: section thirty eight of secrecy or the ruin on the rock this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by sonia secrecy or the ruin on the rock by eliza fenwick volume three letter four from the same to the same i know not precisely where to begin nor how much of the adventure i told you in my last did i not say that while yet at my oak nina entered the wood a little below the tomb and without observing me began to climb the rock but i think i broke off before i had mentioned her swift return at my call and the irresolution she betrayed by running backward and forward from me to the rock and from the rock back again to me desirous to know what her manner portended i arose as if to follow and away she bounded taking the path up to the hermitage as she ascended much swifter than i could she waited on the outer side of the ruin till i also arrived and then bent her course round to the farther part which being the most perfect of the building i imagined she had chosen for the purpose of sheltering her young ones it is called the chapel standing on a projecting point of the rock it is difficult to access for the path is cumbered with loose stones from one to the other of which runs in perplexing branches the twining ivy high grass and clusters of bramble choked the wild flowers that shed their inviting fragrance on part of the lower side of the rock nor do i remember ever but twice before to have gone beyond the unroofed cell where clement and i one happy spring morning raised the seed of stone and plucked away the weeds that new springing grass might mingle with our mossy footstool there too we planted a woodbine rose and jessamine but the cell refused nourishment to our favourites foiled in our attempt to make the ruin bloom a garden it had no longer for us any attractions nina's wistful look as she again stopped at the chapel's entrance now tempted me on but it could tempt me no farther at the stairs my curiosity or at least all inclination to gratify it terminated in one corner of this small chapel where the wall is yet undecayed remains a kind of altar some stones in front have fallen away and discover a flight of dark narrow steps i concluded nina had concealed her young in the vault below for she would not return when i called but i could not think of encountering i knew not what damp and darkness in the hope of finding them both suppositions were erroneous the cell is superior in dimensions and dryness to those above ground nor had my fawn any offspring there this place caroline was mr murden's abode then she ascended followed by nina and stood before me the original of your painting and the same who once in the wood started from every appearance of feeble age into youth and vigour he named himself miss valmont said he i no longer bear a borrowed character henceforward should you ever think of me know i am murden the friend of clement montgomery and the acquaintance i dare not say more of your miss ashburn already the victim of unsuccessful love by all my hopes of heaven i came hither only to seek your consolations the world cannot find time to soothe a breaking heart you in solitude might but you have no pity no friendship an accident keeps me here this day or i had now been gone forever do not miss valmont do not set your people of the castle to hunt me for i am desperate whose victim are you said i whose repeated he loudly and wildly did you say whose miss valmont then turning away and sinking his voice he said ay whose indeed do you know added he approaching nearer to me that death is of icy coldness the eye beams no tidings for the heart feels no warmth such is my love to me tell me miss valmont what would you do were clement thus? alas die also oh brave said murden with a strange kind of smile bear witness thou unhallowed gloomy mansion for one one moment of our lives are we agreed miss valmont i shall never see you more if i have created uneasiness in your breast by my strange visits to this spot forgive and forget it ask me no questions in some hour of less anguish than the present i will tell miss ashburn how and why i came hither another person there is also to whom i shall owe the detail hold for i was going to speak do not name him your last words were die also to me your last choicest blessing no no i will not hear you speak again this is our final interview in peace and safety miss valmont return to your wood and when remembrances of love shall be no longer remembrances of happiness then die also and who caroline could outlive their remembrances of happiness i have placed myself one minute in the situation of this unfortunate young man I beheld the tomb close upon the lifeless form of clement and in the wide world there was no longer room for me murden descended to his cell and i went home to weep for him will not you weep for him my friend and clement too i feel you will clement knows full well the value of requited affection he will soothe his friend but he will not ask him to live it would be cruelty nina looked kindly at me but she followed murden and since he quitted that ill-chosen abode i often see her descending the rock she even appears to mourn his absence and she looks around expectingly and starts at every gust of wind as she used when clement first bade us adieu either to you or clement i appeal for the further history of your drooping friend bid clement write be it only three words bless my sibella and i will wear it next my heart a charm to hold disease and foreboding at defiance my dearest friend farewell sibella valmont end of section 38